0: going on sports fans got another good one for you today today I will be discussing the Saints outlook after the Drew Brees injury but before I get into that just want to talk about a few things I saw this weekend that I found pretty interesting so let's get into it So the first thing I want to get into is the Dolphins are for real. They go in, they go and beat the Chargers 29-21. They're on a five-game win streak. The offense is clicking with two at quarterback. The defense and special teams are continuing to show out. And if they can beat Denver this week, they will have the same record as Buffalo going into week 12, which is huge for them because, like I said last week, they played Buffalo the last game of the season. And now that they will have the same record as Buffalo, if they can beat Denver this this coming week which I think they will do without a problem then that game will likely be the determining factor of who wins the division and who gets a home playoff game and for Miami to go from how bad they were last year to getting a home playoff game this year is a huge jump and not to mention that they have two really good they got the Houston they got Houston's first and second round draft picks But I know I went into this last week, so I'm not going to go into too much detail. But I'm just really excited to see what this Miami team can do, and I think every week they're just inching closer and closer to winning that division. Another thing I want to talk about is the Seahawks. The Seahawks struggles continue. Everyone had them as a heavy favorite going into the season. Um, Even after the first couple weeks of the season, we everyone thought um, Russell Wilson was a shoe in for the MVP, but. We soon found out that that was not the case. Um, Russell Wilson has struggled in three of the past four games. And, you know, for if you're a Seattle fan, you were feeling really good after five weeks. You were 5-0. and o, Then your team went out and they addressed the pass rush issues you had by trading for Carlos Dunlap. But then you dropped three of the last four. Um, and all three of those games had something in common. Russell Wilson was not playing like an MVP candidate. In years past, the Seahawks were very reliant on their defense, and Russell Wilson, while still an amazing player, didn't have to do as much, or they weren't as reliant on him. But now that whole team is reliant on the offense, Russell Wilson obviously being the main part of that offense. If he can't get the ball to DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett, or if he turns the ball over too much, they're honestly not going to win very many games. I don't think it's time to hit the panic button on them. I still think they're going to be a playoff team. But you honestly got to be worried because they started the season off 5-0. and They're now 6-3 and and third in the division. And they play Arizona this Thursday night. And if they don't win that game, they're likely not going to get a home playoff game. So if you're a Seattle fan, you're really worried. And you're just hoping Russell Wilson can get back to his old ways this Thursday and... Get you guys back in the first place in the division and hopefully secure a home playoff game. Because, I mean, they're not out of the hunt for a number one seed yet. But if they continue, if Russell Wilson continues to struggle like this, they will be and could end up playing the number two seed the first week. So, really concerned for the Seahawks. Another thing is the Steelers moved and I know a lot of people have been hating on them because of who they've played, but you can only play the opponent the opponent in front of you and they've outplayed every opponent in front of them. A lot of people have been hating on them because of how close they played the Dallas Cowboys that one game, but I think that was just the Steelers underestimating the Cowboys. You know, we see it all the time, big upsets in the NFL because these are professional teams. There's not that big of a skill gap. And especially if a team like the Steelers is riding high after being 7-0 7-0 and going against an awful Cowboys team that's riddled with injuries you know they expect to go blow them out it ended up being a close game but that doesn't matter they got the win and that's the only thing that does matter I'm not sure if they're as good as their record says like if they are the caliber of a 9-0 and team but we'll really see how good they are when they play the Ravens on Thanksgiving and the Bills week 14 I think they're a really good team but I'm not sure if they're a Super Bowl winning caliber team especially with chiefs just the chiefs are so good and i think the only way you can beat the chiefs is to hold on to that ball long I talked about it in previous episodes you gotta control time of possession and i don't know that the steelers are equipped enough to do that but i think it would definitely be a really good game to watch And then the last thing I want to address before getting into the Saints situation is how about DeAndre Hopkins? What an incredible catch by him. He continues to make Bill O'Brien look like an idiot. Kyler Murray rolls out to the left, just throws up a prayer, and DeAndre Hopkins comes out of triple coverage to answer Kyler Murray's pros. Just what an amazing catch. We'll see it on highlight reels for years to come. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is proving he's the best receiver in this league. I know there's been a lot of talk about Um, Devontae Adams and Julio Jones but I think D-Hop is the best receiver in the league no no hate on the other guys they're phenomenal receivers too but I think no one does it quite like D-Hop so let's get into our main focus of today are the Saints in trouble without Breeze I think the answer is yes Drew Breeze left the game after a big hit from Contavious Street in the second quarter Um, it was called a roughing the passer penalty I'm not sure if it was. That's for a later episode. I'm so tired of seeing these big hits on quarterbacks being called roughing the passer penalties, especially when half of them don't look like it's anything illegal. I get it's the NFL trying to protect their moneymakers, their their franchise guys. Like Obviously, they make the most money off their quarterbacks, and when a Drew Brees type player isn't in the game because he got hurt from getting hit so hard, then revenue viewers, all that goes down. But let de- let the defense play. Like, if he would have hit him in the knees, I get it. If he would have hit him like... With the crown of his helmet, I get it, but it kind of looked like he just hit him in the chest. And there's been multiple hits like that that got called roughing the passer penalties. And I just wish they'd let these defensive players, when they earn it, because they don't get that many hits on quarterbacks nowadays. And half the time when they do, they're penalties. I wish when they did get free rushes like that, that they wouldn't penalize the players for just making a football play. That's a football play. You know, when you're in the heat of the moment, you don't have time to stop and think, Oh, let me make sure I don't go too low or too high on this guy. Like, you're just trying to hit the guy before he gets the pass off, especially with someone like Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers, who get the ball out so fast. Like, you've got to make use of your opportunities and penalizing players for that it's it's getting really annoying to watch at least for me but that's for a later episode um Drew Brees did stay in the game after the hit um but we didn't see him after halftime he suffered multiple rib fractures on both sides and a collapsed lung on the right side the these were compounding injuries from the week prior and this last week um, Breeze will be out for at least one week, but the timetable is kind of murky. We don't really know when he'll be back. Um, the Saints' offense saw a very noticeable decline after Breeze was replaced by Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. And they only scored 10 points after halftime, which when, w- was when Drew Breeze came out. Seven of those coming off of a muff punt by um, San Fran that ended up putting. The Saints on San Fran's 22-yard line Then Alvin Kamara ran the ball in. Um, So it's definitely something the Saints need to worry about. Their schedule going forward isn't the toughest schedule, but also these are good enough teams that can beat you if you don't show up. Jameis Winston didn't look great, although he only passed the ball 10 times. He finished 6 for 10, 63 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. And I think if they can get Jameis Winston into a rhythm and he doesn't turn the ball over, I think they'll be fine in these next couple of games. One thing I didn't like, and it's something that I saw in the last game, was I felt that they were pulling Jameis Winston out of the game too often to put Taysom Hill in the game to run some type of quarterback draw or some like trick play. I think, especially with Jameis, who hasn't seen an NFL field in so long, like, obviously, practice is completely different than a game. You kind of need to get him into a rhythm. I think Jameis Winston is a pretty good quarterback. He definitely looks in a lot better shape than he did in Tampa. So if you can just get him into a rhythm, I think they can have a similar run to like they had with Teddy Bridgewater last year where they went 5-0. and They even went into Seattle and beat Seattle with Teddy Bridgewater, uh, and the teams they're playing coming up these next four games are nowhere near as good as Seattle, so I think if you can get Teddy, I mean, not Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston into a rhythm, you can have similar success like you did with Teddy Bridgewater last year, but you got to let him get into a rhythm. Stop pulling them every couple of plays to put Jame, uh, Taysom Hill in to run a quarterback draw. Yeah, sometimes it works out, and I'm perfectly okay with you doing that, once Jameis Winston is into a rhythm, but don't keep pulling him out when I feel like he's just now getting into a rhythm, especially since your offense is so run heavy already with Drew Brees being out. You're already trying to feed Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray the ball an extreme amount. Why take Jameis Winston out and during plays where he's just trying to get into rhythm and it's such a big thing for quarterbacks to get into rhythm especially when they haven't seen the field in so long that really hurts them and it might end up costing them James Winston might go out there and make a frustrated play because he's not on the field and he wants to prove something and so I think they just need to calm down with the quarterback draws save it for later in the game and let James play his game um, they were very run heavy in that second half and I think they're going to continue to be run heavy in the next couple of games um, I think you're going to see a lot of screens and a lot of slants trying to get James comfortable but also to get Alvin Kamara the ball as much as possible I think he's going to win Offensive player of the year he's an incredible player incredible athlete that's why they paid him in the off season. it's a it was the right move although people don't necessarily agree with the idea of paying running backs anymore. I think when you're a player like Alvin Kamara or Christian McCaffrey, you're so versatile. You're not just a running back. I think it makes sense for the most part. Um, Their next four games are home versus the Falcons, then they're at the Broncos, then they're at the Falcons, and then they're home versus the Eagles. I think they can win all of those games as long as Jameis Winston doesn't turn the ball over And barring any unforeseen injuries, like if Alvin Kamara goes down, then they're obviously in trouble. Um, But putting all that aside, as long as they stay the course how they are now, I think they'll be fine. Um, I could see them struggling against the Eagles and maybe against the Falcons at the Falcons just because the Falcons have an offense that can put up a lot of points on you. And when you don't have an offense that can compete as well as it does normally, then that it might, it might hurt because the Saints don't have the best defense. That's obviously known. So the Falcons are likely to put up points, and the Eagles are likely to put up points because I think they're just a more put-together team right now, especially if they can get Alshon Jeffrey back in productive so we'll see. The upside is Jameis Winston is a seasoned—he's he, one of the better backups in the league. I mean, it's Jameis Winston, although he did throw 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions last season. He's a decent quarterback. He had LASIK eye surgery. I think sitting behind your breeze has taught him a lot. And he's seen the Falcons' defenses for years, so that's not going to be anything new. I think worst-case scenario, they're 3-1 and one in— these next four games, but I think they pull out all four of them as long as James Winston, like I said, doesn't turn the ball over like crazy. And right now the saints are in the number two seed in the NFC. And I, I think the Packers have the head to head win over them. That gives them the advantage, but they both have the same record. So they're still in the hunt. And if they can win these four games, stay the course until Drew Brees gets back, I think they can do really big things. Um, now, once they get into the playoffs, we know the history with the Saints in the playoffs, but that's another that's another story. But I'm really excited to see what the Saints can do. But they just they just got to get through what this this obstacle of Drew Brees being out. Um, that's pretty much it for today's episode. Thank y'all for listening, and I'll see y'all next time on the Blitz.